Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you're listening to House of Cards. Today, the game is different. Want to gamble? Gambling is a very serious business. Is that clear? Welcome to House of Cards. Dave Weishuttle with you here deep from the swamps of Jersey. We've got a great show coming up for you. I'll be talking with Louisa Woods, who is the vice president of marketing for Delaware North Gaming Division. Delaware North just opened up two West Virginia sports books, one at the Wheeling Island Casino and the other at the Mardi Gras Casino. They also released the state's first sports betting app called BetLucky.com. Great things are coming out of West Virginia, and we're going to hear all about it. And then we are going to be joined by Michael Brooks, and he is the founder and executive director of the National Association of Collegiate Esports. We're going to hear about what esports are, how they have taken off in this country, and how he has formed this organization. So stay tuned. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD, plus free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. Again, that's BABE16. Because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. I'm sure everyone made some sort of New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose weight, work harder at the office, whatever. And we always seem to break them a few weeks into the year. Well, here's one resolution you need to make and keep. Getting a good night's sleep with my pillow. It's patented interlocking fill adjusts to everyone and their sleeping habits. I use my pillow all the time. I sleep great at night and wake up pain free. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at my pillow. For a limited time, House of Cards listeners can receive a very special offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with promo code CARDS. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with my pillow. You're listening to the House of Cards. Lose track of time in those casinos. There's no windows, there's no clocks, and you never walk away from the table when you're on a heater.
Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you here. You know, sports betting has been the hot topic in the gambling world for months now, and the latest state to hop on the sports betting bandwagon is the great state of West Virginia. And I know sports betting is going to be amazing there because a great company is involved. Delaware North just opened up two brick-and-mortar sports books as well as the state's first online and mobile app for sports betting. And we're lucky to have Louisa Woods, who is Vice President of Marketing for Delaware North's Gaming Division, with us to tell us all about it. Louisa, thanks for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure to uh, be talking to you today. Oh, the pleasure is ours. I, I can't wait to hear about West Virginia. First off, congratulations to Delaware North. It's a great company. It's doing great things in West Virginia. But for those who are not familiar with Delaware North, can you tell us a little bit about the company? Absolutely. Uh, so Delaware North is a an international hospitality conglomerate. We actually operate on four continents. And here in the United States, uh, we have a substantial gaming and entertainment division. We have 12 gaming properties. I think we're up to operating in seven states. We actually have two um, casinos in West Virginia, one Wheeling Island uh, casino that we've had for many, many years, and Delaware North acquired Mardi Gras Casino and Resort in back in March of this year. You know, like the company's I- been around for something like 100 years. And in addition to gaming and entertainment, they're also uh, in the sports services space, parks and resorts. So it's a, it's a highly diversified company. It's done a lot of great work. I mean, uh, you own TD Garden in uh, Boston, right? We do, and the Boston Bruins. That's correct. Wow. So all you sports fans should love Delaware North up in the uh, in Massachusetts. But like like I said, sports betting has been a hot topic in the gambling world, and it's and it's really exploding now. What did you see in the West Virginia market that Delaware North said, yeah, this is a great place for sports books and sports betting? Well, I think a lot of it was driven just by massive consumer demand. It was very interesting to us to see from the moment that PASPA was overturned, uh, the, the citizens of West Virginia were tuned in and excited to be able to uh, start participating in sports betting. We had people calling us probably at least one customer every day from the time that West Virginia passed enabling legislation, asking us when we were going to open our books. So obviously, you know, with that kind of consumer demand, it's a great sports consumers market. Uh, you know, they're very into their football. They're very yeah. into um, supporting their local teams just across the just across the border in, in Pittsburgh. Um, so for us, having the the presence that we do in at two physical properties with um, an audience that was that was chomping at the bit to be able to get access to this product, it made all the sense in the world. We were also really anxious to be able to get live in the market, and this was a market that, you know, kind of worked out conveniently that we had a substantial presence there and they were really focused on being an early mover in the space. So essentially, you know, we're surrounded by Ohio, Pennsylvania, and various other states that currently do not have live mobile sports betting. Mm -hmm. And so we, in addition to, you know, audiences in West Virginia, we're seeing people crossing the border to come into West Virginia to be able to get there action and uh it's a great window of opportunity for us you know delaware north came into west virginia in a big way i mean you opened up two brick and mortar sports books and you now have the the state's first online and mobile sports betting app and it's called betlucky.com but i want i want to start with the brick and mortar sports books Uh, like like you said one is located at the wheeling island casino and and racetrack Mm -hmm. and the other one is at the mardi gras casino in charleston correct Yes, exactly. Well, let's, um, where are they located in terms of the state? Are they close together? Or are they do they cover the entire state? Or where are they for people who aren't familiar with West Virginia? Absolutely. So, so Wheeling Island is uh, is on what they call the Northern Panhandle. So it's it's a promontory that reaches up between Pennsylvania and Ohio. Um, you know, it is within about sixty miles of Pittsburgh on the one side, and you know, just a few miles of Ohio on the other side. Wow, what a the great other location! Property, Mardi Gras Casino is down in Charleston, so it's you know closer to the southern uh, the southern borders of the state. So we 
we do have pretty good coverage. They're probably about a three-hour drive between the two of them. But the thing that we've seen with the mobile app that's really interesting is while there is some propensity for people in the north to choose Wheeling Island and for people in the south of the state to choose Mardi Gras, we're really seeing good coverage from both apps across the entire state. In terms of the physical books, Mm -hmm. um, when you walk in, we design the books to have really great sight lines from anywhere you are in the casino. So as you walk in, kind of the first thing you see is the giant screens that we've had installed. We wanted to create that real sense of of arrival, of experience, and draw people in because a lot of our focus is creating that that entertainment experience that is really distinct from, you know, sitting home in your living room and having access to the mobile app that you can just pull out of your pocket. We want to, you know, have people consciously make the choice. Am I in the mood for convenience gaming? I want to sit home, you know, have, <laughs> have a beer and, and put my feet up on my couch and, and watch the game. Or do I want to go where there is a cheering crowd and energy and, and food and drink and everyone's having a great time and it's a party? Because as you know, you have appetites for different experiences at different times. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. She seems happier. Her fur is so much shinier, silkier, softer. She has really mellowed a lot. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog for life. The shedding has stopped. The itching has stopped. Since 2001, we've helped more than a quarter million dogs get over their nutritional deficiency miseries. And saved our customers bazillions in vet bills. Everything we tried failed except the Dynavite. Come to Dynavite for help. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. If you want the dog to be healthy, you got to feed it something healthy. The omega-3 fatty acids. Flaxseed, zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dynavite is nutrition. Dynavite for life. Don't let your dog itch, scratch, stink, or shed like crazy. Come to Dynavite for help. 859-428-1000. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. You're listening to House of Cards. Check out our website at houseofcardsradio.com. Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishaddle with you. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Louisa Woods, Vice President of Marketing at Delaware North's Gaming Division. Talk to me about, you know, what kind of amenities do you have for the sports better when they walk into the sports book at Wheeling or Mardi Gras? I mean, you know, is, is it really, is it attached in the middle of the casinos or is it separated? Tell us about the physical location of the sports book within the casinos. Absolutely. So it's actually very open. Um, the way that we designed both of the books, it's what I would call kind of a, a more modern design in that it feels more like a sports bar than a traditional sports book with kind of carols and stadium style seating. Um, it's designed to create a very social atmosphere. It's, um, both of the books are, you know, close to eating and, and drinking amenities. They're um, very open to the rest of the casino floor. So you could be, for instance, uh, playing at uh, table games or sitting at a slot machine and still be able to look across the casino floor and see the giant screens. You know, the the intention certainly is to leverage those those sight lines and the social atmosphere to draw people in to try this new product. In terms of how we've set up the retail configuration, we've limited the number of live betting windows because we're very much focused 
on having people install the app on their mobile devices. The majority of people nowadays are walking around with some kind of mobile device on their person most of the time. Sure, sure. And rather than having people line up at a teller window in order to, to uh, place their bets, you know, we have activation teams on the floor to assist them getting the app installed. Oh, that's great. Getting their account registered so that they can, you know, sit at their table in the sports book, enjoy a drink, and place their bets conveniently from where they're sitting. Yeah, tell us more about the app, the BetLucky.com, because it, I think you mm-hmm. described me to a T. I'm from New Jersey, and I think there's nothing better than sitting on your couch watching TV and betting mm-hmm. on the game. But I love going to the um, the sports books, but sometimes, you know, living in the center of the state, the sports books in the north and the sports books in the south and you know sometimes you don't want to drive that far but the the sports betting app is is so great so tell us about the betlucky.com absolutely um so we partnered with uh, a company called myomni who have been operating mobile sports apps here in the united states for six or seven years so they have deep experience with american audiences and we worked with them focusing very much on tailoring the user experience to North American appetites. Obviously, there is a certain segment of the population that are very experienced sports bettors, but with the legalization of sports betting, there is a whole new audience out there who are excited to be able to place wagers but don't have a lot of experience reading the odds uh, you know, understanding the lines, understanding the different uh, basic or exotic bet types. So we created an interface that is very simple and intuitive and easy to use. Um, we've streamlined what are pretty extensive registration and customer verification processes to make them very easy. For example, if you were to download the app, you can simply whip out your driver's license, point your phone at your driver's license, and it will pull all of the data off the barcode on your driver's license and pre-populate the registration form for you. So you don't have to be sitting there with your fat thumbs trying to type in something like 16 fields of required data. Um, We've also focused at launch very much on what I would call blockbuster sports so that the audience isn't kind of overwhelmed with choices. We want to focus them on you know, the, the big, most popular sports. And then we're adding to that inventory over time as we onboard customers and they get more familiar with the interface. You know, it's very interesting the way you're describing um, the sports betting in West Virginia. I mean, Delaware North, do they view brick-and-mortar sports books and online sports books as complements of one another or extensions of one another? I, I ask this because I talk to a lot of executives and, and companies, and they try and keep the online and the brick-and-mortar separate. They almost view them as different entities. Um, how does Delaware North view them? It almost sounds like they fit so well together. Well, I'm really glad you asked that question because that really is a core part of our philosophy. Ultimately, the way we approach the expansion into digital gaming is that we see this as creating an omni-channel customer experience. You know, when you come to the property, if you're an existing remote gaming customer, we want you to be recognized and rewarded for your for choosing us as your as your sports book. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to ensure that you feel that your custom is appreciated. We also want to create the convenience of allowing you to you know flow easily back and forth between those two experiences that we just talked about, you know. If you're gaming at home and, uh, you know, and through that process you've, you've registered an account with us, we create an associated loyalty account for you and allow you to begin earning rewards as a Lucky North Club reward member oh, through your remote and online play. So what that means is that you can be sitting home on your couch and earning peer status 
and earning rewards points that you can then travel to the property and benefit from. So we're very deliberate in trying to create as much integration between those two experiences as possible. Ultimately, we see this as a great way to introduce new audiences to the land-based properties as well as as existing audiences to these new products and services. Now, how can people get the BetLucky.com app on their phone or mobile device? Do you go to the the app store, or how how does one go and get the BetLucky.com? So the easiest way is literally to go to www.betlucky.com. You can go to the um, Apple Store in order to download the iOS app. Google's policies currently do not allow any real money gaming apps in their store. Mm -hmm. But if you go to betlucky.com, the site will dynamically identify whether you're using an Android device or an Apple device and direct you to the right download link. You know, one of the great things about working in the casino industry is that there are new and interesting challenges with each casino and sports book. You know, I know when sports betting first took place in New Jersey, Northern Jersey sports books catered to the New York market and the Atlantic City sports books catered to the Philadelphia market. So sometimes odds and money lines were a bit different across the state. What are some of the challenges working in the West Virginia sports betting market? Challenges working in the West Virginia sports betting market. Um, I think that for Delaware North, you know, this is a very new enterprise. You've got a state with somewhat limited population. And so I think one of the challenges when you've obviously got live traders uh, managing all of our lines is the volatility of operating a sports book with relatively small audiences. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Don't just listen to House of Cards. Now you can be part of the show with the House of Cards hotline. Call us at 609-474-HOCR and leave a message for Ashley and the rest of the House of Cards crew. Comments about the show? Poker questions? You just want us to know about great places to play or you just got bluffed out of a pot? Your messages may even be played on the air. Give us a call at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. The House of Cards Hotline, available 24 hours a day. Call the hotline or send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com and don't forget to visit our website at houseofcardsradio.com and follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you can send to having your message played on the air. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. I'm sure everyone made some sort of New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose weight, work harder at the office, whatever. And we always seem to break them a few weeks into the year. Well, here's one resolution you need to make and keep. Getting a good night's sleep with MyPillow. It's patented interlocking fill adjusts to everyone and their sleeping habits. I use MyPillow all the time. I sleep great at night and wake up pain-free. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at MyPillow. For a limited time, House of Cards listeners can receive a very special offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with promo code CARDS. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with my pillow. Outside temperatures may be dropping, but the action is just beginning to heat up at Borgata. With the 2019 Borgata Winter Poker Open, January 15th through February 1st. Borgata's Winter Poker Open features over 40 hard-pounding events, starting with a $2 million guaranteed deep stack kickoff event and ending with the televised WPT Borgata Winter Poker Open Championship, featuring a $3 million guaranteed prize pool. Last year's Winter Poker Open champion earned over $600,000. You 
could be next. Plus, Borgata is giving away one seat to the WPT Borgata Winter Poker Open Championship online at theborgata.com or qualify for as little as $5 at borgatapoker.com. 2019 Borgata Winter Poker Open, January 15th through February 1st. Snow is in the air, ice in your veins. Complete tournament details available at theborgata.com. Must be 21 or older. Online gaming available in New Jersey only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Written by the leading experts in the gambling industry, all you'll need is one visit to usbets.com, and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you'll get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. Many athletes dream of becoming a professional football player. For those young men that do get drafted into the NFL or affiliated leagues, life changes forever for them and their families. Repeated head trauma during their professional football career causes many retired NFL players to experience long-term neurological issues such as ALS, Parkinson's disease, Alzheimer's, and dementia. Our attorneys at D. Miller & Associates are ready to help you immediately. Contact us today at 1-855-PRO-LAWYERS for your confidential discussion. Again, that's one 855-776-5299. Hey, how you doing? This is Joe Walsh. I'm speaking on behalf of Rad. It's okay to rock and roll, right? But don't drive home drunk. But if you're drunk, call me up. I have a limo. I'll come and get you. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hey, this is Dave Weishadol from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of January 21st, 2019. The Department of Justice has issued a new opinion stating that the Wire Act may affect all interstate online gambling. This reverses a 2011 opinion from the DOJ, which stated that the Wire Act only applied to online sports betting. It's possible this ruling could affect the shared poker player pools between Nevada, New Jersey, and Delaware, as well as daily fantasy sports providers. After only six months in existence, the Ocean Resort in Atlantic City, New Jersey, has new owners. The resort plans to stay open with the new owners making a $70 million investment into the property. Ocean Resort was the former shuttered Revel Casino and opened in June on the same day the Hard Rock Casino opened on the boardwalk. And finally, a Virginia Beach Navy officer has been sentenced to four years in prison for stealing from the government to support his gambling habit. Lieutenant Randolph Prince was convicted of stealing $2.7 million from the government in order to support his high-stakes poker habit. He apparently spent the money on a second home and luxury cars. Along with his jail time, the judge ordered Prince to pay back the $2.7 million he stole. Good luck seeing that money again. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Bright Tech offers unique no-dust lighting products that fit right into your home, no construction required. Elevated designs should be available to everyone, not just the folks with the big bank accounts. Trick out your living room, create your perfect reading nook. Whatever the situation, Bright Tech has a lighting solution for you. And now get 5% off of your entire order when using our promo code RADIO5OFF at checkout. Head on over to brighttechshop.com and start designing the life you want. Bright Tech, your bright life realized. You're listening to the House of Cards. Whoa! I think we got a show. Oh, yeah, we got a show. We definitely got a show. Oh, yeah, there's a show. Hey, it's all about ratings, baby, and we got them.
Welcome back to House of Cards. Dave Weishuttle with you here. For those of you just joining us, I am talking with Louisa Woods, Vice President of Marketing at Delaware North's Gaming Division. Is it also a challenge for Delaware North that, you know, there's no professional teams in West Virginia? I, I kind of think that's a great thing because, you know, I think they're some of the smartest sports fans in the country. And, um, you know, they will bet on teams that fans won't bet on it. I'm an Eagles fan and I will not bet against mm-hmm. the Eagles, even though it's a right. uh, smart bet. Right. But is that a challenge for Delaware North if there's no professional teams in a state? I think so that, that, you know, certainly what we've seen, what we found is that even though there are no uh, professional teams within the state, uh, there are very, very strong fan bases Particularly, you know, we see it around the Steelers. We see it around the Penguins. There, mm-hmm. you know, there's a very heavy support for for nearby Pittsburgh teams, as well as some support for for uh, nearby Ohio teams. The other place that we see a lot of fan support is at the college level. Now, I know the uh, sports books and the app have only been open for a short time, but what has been the reaction in West Virginia to the sports books and the app? Uh, the reaction has been extremely positive. We, I have to say, having been in the iGaming market for going on two decades now, this is the fastest kind of growth curve that I've seen in terms of people just rushing the door to get on board, to download the app, to get registered. Usually it's you know, a lot of work from the marketer to try and attract attention and to try and stimulate trial, whereas... You know, we've been in a situation where we've been holding audiences back uh, for a couple of months who were, you know, kind of rattling the door handles waiting for us to open up. So it's uh, it's been tremendous, uh, both uh, the support that we've seen from, from patrons, the tremendous support that we've received from the West Virginia Lottery in getting this stood up, um, and from, from the gaming community. Louisa, we're running out of time, but I'm definitely checking out the Delaware North properties in West Virginia and downloading the BetLucky.com app on my phone. I mean, not only is West Virginia an absolutely beautiful state, but now I think it has some of the premier sports books in the country at Wheeling Island Casino in Wheeling, West Virginia, and the Mardi Gras Casino in Charleston. And and definitely that the betting app that you're talking about, BetLucky.com, sounds absolutely amazing. And I think some great work from Delaware North. Well, thank you very much for your time today. It's been fun talking about it. Louisa Woods, Vice President of Marketing for Delaware North. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Stick around. We'll be right back with more House of Cards. Listening to the House of Cards. Join us online at houseofcardsradio.com. Because the house always wins. Play long enough, you never change the stakes. The house takes you. Unless, when that perfect hand comes along, you bet big, and then you take the house. Been practicing this speech a little bit. Did I rush? It felt like I rushed. That was good. I liked it. Everyone, welcome back. This is Ashley Adams, House of Cards. We're here with the founder and executive director of the National Association of Collegiate Esports. His name is Michael Brooks. Michael, are you there? I am. Good morning. Good morning to you. Uh, so, I'm interested in knowing, and I suspect our listeners are interested in knowing, what are esports? So, esports—it's um, short for electronic sports. It's a competitive video game. Oh. Give us an idea of what those games are called. I mean, I've seen some things occasionally on TV, but I'm an old school guy. And tell us a name. Like, give us an example. Well, some of the most popular collegiate esports are games like uh, League of Legends, um, Overwatch, Hearthstone, Smite, Paladins, CS:GO, uh, and Rocket League, to name some of the biggest ones. I see. Were you, in fact, a competitor before you started to do this? Um, casually, not not anything that you would look at um, now, which is some of it's on TV, at a professional level, nothing like that. Um, actually, my background came out of 
administration and governance for uh, traditional athletics, uh, which is uh, hopefully serving well in collegiate esports now. So you came out of the more traditional collegiate sports uh, conference of some kind. I think I'm reading your bio. It's the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics. So you are familiar with the idea of oversight and governance of this group. Tell us a little more about how widespread esports are. Uh, how many participants are there now? So from the institutional level, that is to say the number of colleges and universities who's participating at the varsity level, the same level that we're familiar with when, you know, seeing a school's basketball, football, soccer, you know, name the, the traditional sport, kind of got the idea. Um, under the National Association of Collegiate Esports, we currently have 126 member institutions. Wow, 126 member institutions. How many, if you would, I mean, I realize you can't be accurate, completely accurate, but how many participants does that add up to? Oh, uh, that's roughly about 3,400 students um, that are now impacted at the varsity level in esports. And so are there collegiate leagues? I'm based in the East Coast. Would Would there be a league out here? Is it just on a national level? How does that work? Uh, yes and no. It very much depends on what game we're talking about. Some uh, have developed more structure than others. Uh, that's really a formula of how many schools are competing in a certain game, uh, how widespread it is, and then certainly how long it's been uh, in either to develop that structure and get those number of students participating. Right now, most esports uh, competition occurs at the national level or based off the uh, regional level, uh, that is to say, kind of a north, south, east, and west division. So, again, excuse my ignorance, but I know this is enormously popular with our listeners. Would an event be competed, would competitors actually meet in person, or would the Stanford team be playing the Harvard team online, and so they wouldn't need to transport themselves across the country? Oh, oh almost all of it is online based competition. Um, so that's actually one of the reasons why I've seen so many schools starting up collegiate esport programs is when you look at a kind of the cost in comparison to any traditional athletic program, uh, the cost for the number of students that are impacted are substantially less in esports because uh, one of the big ones is there is no travel. You're playing in your own esports arena on campus against another school in their own esports arena uh, online. Right. That would be an incredible asset for a school with a small budget for sports. They, what would they need? They wouldn't need uniforms. They wouldn't need uh, buses. They wouldn't need anything other than the equipment uh, of the, the consoles and the like. Exactly. And the equipment itself, um, you know, console gameplay, it's coming. It's going to come really soon, but most of it's PC-based right now. That is to say you're gaming on your computer. Uh, and uh, that that's very marginally uh, – <laughs> Uh, it's not a major expense at all because you can you know, have so many more gamers on a PC. That's just a function of scheduling. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a huge benefit. Most athletic departments, like the number one or number two largest expense item, it's going to be travel or it's going to be salaries. So when you get rid of that, uh, it, it makes a lot of, uh, of numbers sense to an administrator. I would imagine that there still are some salaries connected to this. I mean, you would presumably have... Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have trainers, I, I guess, but you would, might have coaches that are trying to instruct and develop the skills of their eSport competitors, yes? Absolutely. Yeah, you're, you're going to have coaches um, at the collegiate level right now. You're probably looking at one coach uh, kind of coaching across two different games. Um, and, of course, you're going to have an eSports director who usually, you know, in higher education, this is not uncommon – but it's typically wearing multiple hats on campus, but they're in charge of the uh, kind of uh, administrative duties uh, overlooking the entire esports department. Right. You wouldn't need any grounds crew. You wouldn't need maintenance. You don't need stadium. So can you tell us some of the more competitive teams that are out there now, Some of, or either that or including the names of colleges we might recognize that are active in this esports world? Well, sure. Uh, so that's actually incredibly interesting. Now, there are some of the bigger brand names, uh, in higher education that are now active in varsity esports. Those are, you know, at the Power Five level, um, we have Ohio State University, we have University of Utah, and now the University of Missouri, active, um, publicly active now in varsity esports. But it's funny, um, 
paying the schools like Boise State, Georgia State, uh, outside of the Power Five. Uh, but it's funny, the, the highest uh, or, or competitive, the, some of the most well-known esports schools are actually not those institutions. They're smaller institutions like uh, uh, Maryville uh, University out of St. Louis is highly, highly competitive. Harrisburg University out of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, uh, Columbia, or Columbia College out of uh, uh, Columbia, Missouri. Those are some of the early schools that came into the varsity level of esports and are certainly the most competitive uh, in terms of the, the number of national championships that they've, they've won or, or how consistently they compete in the finals of those tournaments. How long have there been national competitions in this? Oh, about um, uh, probably that would start with League of Legends, and we're probably at this point talking about uh, six, six to seven years uh, worth of national competition. Uh, just a one footnote there, most of that competition, though, occurred at the club level. Uh, varsity level esports really only started becoming a thing uh, around 2016. So you, you actually had the club space driving a lot of the attention and the growth of this before uh, we started elevating these programs to the varsity level, providing scholarships, equipment, training, you know, looking at academic qualifications and all, all the functions that go along with the varsity status. So are there schools now that would offer a full boat scholarship for esports? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. We, we, if you would ask me eight to nine months ago uh, when we would start seeing full ride scholarships, I, I would have said we're a couple years out. Uh, I'm, I'm, to be frank, was was clearly wrong. We, we have a number of institutions now providing uh, full ride scholarships, either uh, for a few students or for every student on their varsity program on their starting roster. That is. Uh, it, it is rapidly growing as many institutions are seeing this as a, a unique opportunity, uh, perhaps a unique opportunity when you look across the last 120 years to rebrand their institution in what is very much right now a, a wide open space. Listeners, we're going to cut away. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, it's Dave from House of Cards. I'm sure everyone made some sort of New Year's resolution, whether it's to lose weight, work harder at the office, whatever. And we always seem to break them a few weeks into the year. Well, here's one resolution you need to make and keep. Getting a good night's sleep with MyPillow. It's patented interlocking fill adjusts to everyone and their sleeping habits. I use MyPillow all the time. I sleep great at night and wake up pain-free. And now there's a great new deal being offered by the folks at MyPillow. For a limited time, House of Cards listeners can receive a very special offer. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the four-pack special tab, and use promo code CARDS or call 1-800-319-7913 to take advantage of this four-pack special. You'll get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. MyPillow.com with promo code CARDS. That's promo code CARDS to take advantage of this four-pack special. Better sleep starts with my pillow. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, BABE16, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And for your viewing pleasure, six free spicy movies on DVD, plus free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. So go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code BABE16. Again, that's BABE16. Because without it, no free stuff. That's BABE16 at adamandeve.com. You know, ever since the U.S. Supreme Court handed down its decision lifting the national ban on sports betting, the gambling landscape of the country is changing on a daily basis. So how do you keep up with all the latest news and developments? How do you know what each state is doing? You go to the one site that has all the information you need to stay ahead of the game, and that site is usbets.com. That's usbets.com. 
written by the leading experts in the gambling industry. All you'll need is one visit to usbets.com, and you'll see why it's the number one gambling magazine in the USA. With usbets.com, you get up-to-date information on not just the sports betting scene, but also the latest news and notes on the entire gaming industry all across the country. It's not just one state, it's all of them in one spot. Stay in the loop and stay on top of your game. Get the latest news on sports betting and gambling from the country's number one gambling magazine. Get on over to usbets.com. That's usbets.com. You're listening to the House of Cards. Well, don't take it too hard. I've done a lot of stupid things in my life, too. Stupid! What do you mean, stupid? Welcome back, listeners. Uh, listeners, for those of you who just tuned in, we're speaking with Michael Brooks, who is the founder and executive director of the National Association of Collegiate Esports. So tell me about spectators and revenue that, like, f- from advertisers or anything like that. How does that work? Sure. So most uh, competition is going to be streamed online, and they're going to use services like uh, Twitch, um, Mixer, Facebook Live, uh, YouTube. Uh, it, it's those free to, to basically view platforms. Uh, that is the um, most frequent way that schools will distribute any content they're developing from competition. Um, because we don't typically, now we do have in-person competition that's typically uh, the finals of any national tournament, but because we don't uh, typically have uh, kind of in-person events, it's very, very difficult for a school to charge things like tickets or concession sales. Um, uh, certainly to have uh, basically media rights of settlements that now involves the publisher as well. Uh, it, it's developing differently than the traditional athletic business model in terms of the ways you can monetize a program. So right now, the main revenue stream that a school is looking at is really coming out of sponsorships and um, uh, boosters and donors to the program. Who are some of your bigger sponsors? So uh, probably the the biggest sponsors we see in the space are the uh, endemic companies to gaming. So those are going to be the graphic card companies, uh, the uh, gaming, PC manufacturers, monitors, mouse, peripherals. Those are perhaps the most common and some of the, the largest supporters of esports. Uh, and I think that's understandable why they would be so interested. Uh, it's only lately now that we're starting to see uh, more familiar names out of traditional athletics getting very, very involved in esports. Um, I mean, Coca-Cola um, is, is one of the, the biggest name ones, but we're seeing companies like Adidas, um, getting involved, champion getting involved, uh, you know, MasterCard it got involved in League of Legends. Um, so really now moving towards the consumer uh, brands that we see tied to major athletics. Uh, but that is in particular because esports deals day in and day out with the most elusive marketing demographic in the U.S., and that's the millennial group. What is your next goalpost that you're going to hit or milepost uh, in the development of the National Association of Collegiate Esports, Mike? Sure. So we always have um, two primary goals for the association in broad strokes. Um, The first and foremost is to grow the number of institutions who are active in the esports space, right? With every institution that is interested, we we pretty much are the go-to source um, between the U.S. and Canada for information on what does it look like and how do we do it. Um, That's our first goal, is ever-increasing larger amount of institutions, which means more opportunities for students. The second goal that we have, and actually we have our convention coming up in July, uh, is strengthening the stability of the space, really looking at how schools interact with schools and developing further uh, rules and bylaws around that, and certainly how schools uh, interact with students as well. Um, Our our goal there being to make it uh, sustainable for institutions and students, and certainly to to make it transparent and uh, as equitable as possible between all parties involved, 
so that it's clear and fair on what's happening. Um, I mean, esports historically, I'd say historically for the last three years, right? That's that's a long time in esports. Uh, it's been called the Wild Wild West, and people are looking at organizations like NACE um, to kind of go in like the Calvary and and bring civilization to uh, to what is a very chaotic space right now. Well, you are metaphorically installing the barbed wire fence on the Great Plains to try to rein in the competition and create uh, reasonable places and ways of people competing in esports. I see that, and I wish you well with your development. No, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I think the next three to five years will be telling, and if we do a good enough job, I mean, esports is here to stay, and we'll be seeing it ideally at every single college university you can imagine. Yep. I can imagine international competitions as easily as uh, I can imagine na- a national league. So good for you, Michael. We've talked with Michael Brooks, founder and executive director of the National Association of Collegiate Esports. Thank you for joining us, Michael. All right. Thank you. Listeners, um, we're going to end the show, but come back next week. And until then, good luck and good day. Podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.